The other day, I was on call and my client said that she never had to deal with a problematic client. Well, good for her. The thing is though, sooner or later, all business owners will have to deal with a person that is straight out of your nightmare. I did too. But while they were a handful, I learned four things from these experiences which helped me in my business today. Now, if you want to know these four things that I've learned after dealing with problematic clients, then stay tuned and listen to today's episode. Welcome to the 62nd episode of Legally Fluent Podcast, a series that equips you with the legal and the business knowledge that you need to attract clients worldwide and to create a business that allows you freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment that you so desire. I'm here to break down intimidating legal and entrepreneurial concepts into simple, actionable steps that you can implement today. From behind-the-scenes secrets of successful online businesses to tried and true legal strategies, I've got you covered. And it doesn't matter if you're just starting out or a seasoned entrepreneur. If you want to discover what works and what not, you are in the right place. I am your mentor and host, Benaverga Danimar, an onlinepreneur legal strategist, co-CEO of the Danimar household, a lawyer and like you, an online business owner. So a client once called our law firm saying that she is pulling out from the service because I refuse to follow the legal tactic that she learned from the internet. It was a hilarious conversation because she took her time to list down the sites that supported her theory of how her case should be resolved. Her main point was that I, as her lawyer, should make sure that her case is heard by an unbiased jury. The only problem was that in the Philippines where her case is being heard, we don't have the jury system. So I ended up just telling her to find another lawyer who will take her case because seriously, I cannot help someone who refused to receive any help. Well, nightmare clients, in my experience as a service provider, they are far in between. But because of the chaos that they bring to our business and to our lives, they are the ones that you actually remember, isn't it? So let's go to the first lesson that I actually learned. I learned the fact that every experience that we have, whether it's good or it's bad, they will all teach you a lesson. So don't shy away from negative experiences because they will teach you a lot of things. If all you have are happy and good experiences, then you tend to lower down your guard. While there's nothing wrong with lowering one's guard, You don't develop resiliency that way. In the world of entrepreneurship, it is the resilient ones that stay. So you should not stay away from experiences that will allow you to develop this value. Now, it is also the negative experiences with problematic clients that make us look within ourselves in order to evaluate. What could you do better? What went wrong? How could this be prevented? These are only a few of the questions that you will tend to ask yourself and answering these questions through a process of self-introspection is always a good thing. It makes us better. 
So the second thing that I've learned is that you should not take things personally. You need to maintain a professional relationship with your client, which means that you need to act respectfully and never fight fire with fire. Now, as a service provider, you need to know how to de-escalate things and you will not be able to do that if you take things personally. So if a client tells you that you have a horrible service, don't reply back by saying that she is a horrible person. Nothing gets resolved that way. Now, when you don't take things personally, when you stay professional, you don't add fuel to the fire. Instead, what you need to do is to prepare a standard professional response for these kinds of situations. So for example, the client wants to get a refund, but your refund policy says that you don't accept any refunds. You can prepare a response that says something like this, that you acknowledge whatever your client is feeling and also the thing that made her feel that way. You should also mention that in your contract that she signed, it says that you don't allow any refunds. And lastly, you should mention that you are willing to talk to your client so that you can both decide how to resolve the issue amicably. You need to be the one to open the lines of communication because even if you are right, nobody really wins in a court battle. It is always best to settle issues amicably because in a court battle, you will spend a lot of time and there will be a lot of negative energies. And in the end, it is always better to just resolve the issues amicably as friends. And to do that, you need to remain calm and you need to remain very professional. And to be able to stay calm and professional in these kinds of situations, you need to adequately prepare. Online business is not always a bed of roses. Someone said that by failing to prepare, you're actually preparing to fail. So even if all you are encountering at the moment are good clients, it only takes one horrible client to make you want to just go back to bed and not think of anything that is related to your business. Only one. So you need to prepare for that one person, that one situation. And how do you do that? Look at your terms of use, your terms of purchase, your agreements, and your contracts. These documents will help you navigate bad situations. It will tell you exactly what to do next. Are you going to terminate the relationship? Are you going to give a refund? Are you going to cancel the service? What if you just met online? What shall you do? Not only that, remember the standard response that I mentioned a while ago? They are also based on your contracts, your terms, and your agreements. So you need to make sure that your contract, your terms, and your agreements give you a leg to stand on. If you want to read how to draft a proper contract, you can visit one of my blogs in my website. Just go to www.legallyshecan.com and you can select Legally Fluent Business Digest. That is my blog. All right, so... Often, my clients would tell me that they don't want to have an agreement with strict provisions or agreements that are long because they don't want to scare their clients away. One thing that you need to remember is that there is really nothing stopping you to waive some of the provisions of your contract or your agreement. 
let's say your favorite client is late and according to your contract, he or she has deemed to have waived the coaching session if they are late. Here, you actually have a choice. Either you impose the strict provision or be lenient. That is what we call a waiver. So don't be afraid to actually have strict contracts or strict agreements because you can actually waive some of the provisions if you want to. But for this to work in your favor, your contract or agreement should also state that even if you waived some of the provisions once, there is no expectancy on the part of the other party or your client that you will waive all the time. Alright, so the next thing that you need to remember, which is also the fourth lesson I've learned, is that not everyone needs to be your client. You need to be able to qualify your prospects and repel those who will not be a good one. This is one way you can avoid problematic clients in the first place. And how do you do this? For example, before someone can set up a discovery call with you, you need to include qualifying questions. You can see from their answers if you and the client will be a good fit. So don't be afraid to turn down clients because if they are not ready for what you're offering, then it's best that you don't work together. Another way of qualifying clients is through presenting them with a tight contract. A serious client will not have any problems signing a contract that has strict provisions because they are willing to work with you. They want to work with you. But a problematic client will always find excuses and faults because they want the easy way out. They just want to try. Now, at the heart of all of these four lessons are two things. One is to have the proper mindset that you will have problematic clients even if you are the best coach or the best service provider out there. And second is to prepare for the eventuality that you will cross paths with problematic clients. Preparation requires you to set up your business in such a way that you can qualify your clients and repel those who will be problematic to have proper contracts and agreements and the standard responses so that you don't let emotions run the show. I know that preparation can take time and energy from you, so let me save you the time and the cost. I prepared legally fluent EMAP checklist where I listed down not only the business legalities that you need to accomplish, but also the other steps that you need in order to set up a business that is ready to attract leads and clients worldwide. Go to www.legallyfluentacademy.com forward slash LF checklist to download. My goal in creating this podcast is to provide you with the necessary legal and entrepreneurial guidance so you can confidently run and scale your coaching, expert, or online business that actually works for you. Remember, it's not enough that you set up a business. You need to be able to run it with peace of mind and security because you don't need a business that only gives you stress and anxiety. So if you're ready to leave anxiety and insecurity and fear behind and take your business to new heights, be sure to follow Legally Fluent Podcast and our social media account, Legally She Can. Together, we'll navigate the legal landscape and set you up for long-term success. Join me next week for episode 63 of this series. And until then, my preppy friend, take care, keep striving for your goal, and stay legally fluent.